Good morning, everyone, <clears throat> and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at The Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same drop-down menu there, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lessons and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 6, Attack and Fear, with Section 6.4, The Relinquishment of Attack. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance for our, of our lesson for the day, Lesson 67, Love Created Me Like Itself. And uh, we are looking for someone who would like to lead the remembrance of the lesson this morning. And so um, let me turn to you, Lori, and ask, do you have a an opening for us this morning? I do, and thanks for asking. Light of Created Me Like Itself, this poem from Teresa Evelyn seems so perfect. It's called As I Found the Source. When your soul was born, it was like a still ocean that had yet to experience its infinite life. God then came to the shores of our souls and gazed upon the immaculate splendor that his divine heart created. He then took off his clothes and dove into us. <laughs> Nothing on their own have your arms ever done. The movements of your feet are caused by the waves he stirred. Light baptizes life wherever it falls. And every religion and all upon this earth is a shadow. A shadow may move, but it has no real power of its own. Though it can affect the weak and frighten them, and men can use that darkness to exploit others. As I found the source of all we do, as I found the source of all our desires, so humble God became, he admitted, yes, I caused, I caused all things. Light baptizes life wherever it falls. Amen. Amen. Excellent. Thank you, Lori. Beautiful, Lori. Thank you so much. Thank you. My privilege. Well, thank you, Lori. Um, let's see, I have 
This morning I have with us in reading, I have Lori, Charles, Karen, Harrison, Jessica, and with us and listening, I have Kristen and Judy. Is there anyone and else Steve. who's joined? Okay, is there anyone else who's joined the call? Would like to either join the reading list or to say good morning. This is Sandra. I'm listening. Okay. And you, Steve, you want to? You're listening. I can read. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get us started then in uh, Chapter 6, Attack and Fear, Section 4, The Relinquishment of Attack. We have used many words as synonymous which are not ordinarily regarded as the same. We began with having and being and more recently have used others. Hearing and being are examples to which we can also add teaching and being, learning and being, and above all, projecting and being. This is because, as we have said before, every idea begins in the mind of the thinker and extends outward. Therefore, what extends from the mind Therefore, what extends from the mind is still in it, and from what it extends, it knows itself. That is its natural talent. The word knows is correct here, even though the ego does not know and is not concerned with being at all. Lori. Uh, Chapter 6, Attack and Fear, Section 4, The Relinquishment of Attack. We have used many words as synonymous, which are not ordinarily regarded as the same. We began with having and being, and more recently have used others. Hearing and being are examples to which we can also add teaching and being. Whoops, I think... Oh, that's right. Teaching and being, learning and being, and above all, projecting and being. This is because, as we have said before, every idea begins in the mind of the thinker and extends outward. Therefore, what extends from the mind is still in it, and from what it extends, it knows itself. That is its natural talent. The word knows is correct here, even though the ego does not know and is not concerned with being at all. 40. The Holy Spirit still holds knowledge safe through his impartial perception. By attacking nothing, he presents no barrier at all to the communication of God, thus being is never threatened. Your godlike mind can never be defiled. The ego never was and never will be part of it, but through the ego, you can hear and teach and learn what is not true. From this which you have made, you have taught yourselves to believe that you are not what you are. 
You can't teach what you have not learned. And what you teach, you strengthen in yourselves because you are sharing it. Every lesson you teach, you are learning. And thank you, Lori and Charles. Paragraph 40. The Holy Spirit holds knowledge safe through his impartial perception by attacking nothing. He presents no barrier at all to the communication of God. Thus, being is never threatened. Your godlike mind can never be defiled. The ego never was and never will be part of it. But through the ego, you can hear and teach and learn what is not true. From this, which you have made, you have taught yourselves to believe that you are not what you are. You cannot teach what you have not learned, and what you teach you strengthen in yourselves, because you are sharing it. Every lesson you teach, you are learning. 41. This is why you must teach only one lesson. If you are to be conflict-free yourselves, you must learn only from the Holy Spirit and teach only by Him. You are only love. But when you denied this, you made what you are something you must learn. We said before that the message of the crucifixion was, quote, teach only love, for that is what you are, unquote. This is the one lesson which is perfectly unified because it is the only lesson which is one. Only by teaching it, you learn it. Quote, as you teach, so will you learn, unquote. If that is true, and it is true indeed, you must never forget that what you teach is teaching you. What you project, you believe. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. And Karen, when you start 41, could you back up at least one sentence there? You cannot teach what you have not learned. And what you teach, you strengthen in yourself because you are sharing it. Every lesson you teach, you are learning. 41. That is why you must teach only one lesson. If you are to be conflict-free yourselves, you must learn only from the Holy Spirit and teach only by Him. You are 
only love. But when you denied this, you made what you are something you must learn. We said before that the message of the crucifixion was, quote, teach only love, for that is what you are, unquote. This is the one lesson which is perfectly unified because it is the only lesson which is one. Only by teaching it can you learn it. Quote, as you teach, so will you learn, unquote. If that is true, and it is true indeed, you must never forget that what you teach is teaching you. What you project, you believe. 42. The only real safety lies in projecting only the Holy Spirit, because as you see his gentleness in others, your own mind perceives itself as totally harmless. Once it can accept this fully, it does not see the need to project it. Excuse me. Once it can accept this fully, it does not see the need to protect itself. The protection of God then dawns upon it, assuring it that it is perfectly safe forever. The perfectly safe are wholly benign. They bless because they know they are blessed. Without anxiety, the mind is wholly kind, and because it projects beneficence, it is beneficent. Thank you, Karen. And Harrison. 42. The only rule of safety lies in projecting only the Holy Spirit because as you see his gentleness in others, your own mind perceives itself as totally harmless. Once it can accept this fully, it does not see the need to protect itself. The protection of God then dawns upon it, assuring it that it is perfectly safe forever. The perfectly safe are wholly benign. They bless because they know they are blessed. Without anxiety, the mind is wholly kind. And because it projects beneficence, it is beneficent. Excuse me. 43, safety is the complete relinquishment of attach. Safety is the complete relinquishment of attach. No compromise is possible in this. Teach attack in any 
form. And you have learned it. And it will hurt you. Yet your learning is not immortal. And you can unlearn it by not teaching it. Since you cannot not teach, your salvation lies in teaching the exact opposite of everything the ego believes. This is how you will learn truth that will set you free and keep you so, as others learn it of you. The only way to have peace is to teach peace. By learning it through projection, it becomes a part of what you know because you cannot teach what you have dissociated. And thank you, Harrison. And Jessica. <clears throat> Thank you, Lemoyne. 43. Safety is the complete relinquishment of attack. No compromise is possible in this. Teach attack in any form, and you have learned it, and it will hurt you. Yet your learning is not immortal and you can unlearn it by not teaching it. Since you cannot not teach, your salvation lies in teaching the exact opposite of everything the ego believes. This is how you will learn the truth that will set you free and keep you so as others learn it of you. The only way to have peace is to teach peace. By learning it through projection, it becomes a part of what you know because you cannot teach what you have dissociated. 44. Only thus can you win back the knowledge that you threw away. An idea which you share, you must have. It awakens in you through the conviction of teaching. Remember that if teaching is being and learning is being, then teaching is learning. Everything you teach, you are learning. Teach only love and learn that love is yours and you are love. Thank you, Jessica. And Steve. Amen. Only thus can you win back the knowledge that you threw away. An idea which you share, you must have. It awakens in you through the conviction of teaching. Remember that if teaching is being and learning is being, then teaching is learning. Everything you teach, you are learning. Teach only love and learn that love is yours and you are love. 
Excuse me. Are you on mute, Lamar? Oops, I'm on mute. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) And is there another new reader who would like to uh, uh, conclude with 44? I, um, I would love to, but may I suggest that we read it um, once again all the way through? I would love to read it all the way through. Thank you, Lemoyne. What do you say? Uh, how do you mean read it all the way through? Just one paragraph at a time, one person at a time. The whole section, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's fine. Cause, uh, I would like that. Cause I, I came in late, so I would like that. It's Robin Marie, and I'd like okay, to read. <laughs> I picked up on that. All right, um, well... Yeah, because the summary was going to sound a lot like the whole section here. Okay. <laughs> well, let me let me, uh, let me go you, ahead. Do you want to read, Judy? You want me to read the last one first, and then you can do your summary and decide from there. Um, I, I'll tell you what. Do you want to read? You want? Do you want to read when we read back through it, Judy? You do? Okay. All right. Let me read this part here and say that start inside 43. The only way to have peach, peach, (laughs) the only way to have peace is to teach peace. By learning it through projection, it becomes a part of what you know because you cannot teach what you have dissociated. Only thus can you win back the knowledge that you threw away. An idea which you share, you must have. It awakens in you through the conviction of teaching. Remember that if teaching is being and learning is being, then teaching is learning. Everything, everything you teach, you are learning. Teach only love and learn that love is yours and you are love. Okay, so uh, let's return to the top then, and um, okay, just everybody reading one paragraph. Would you, Judy? Would you uh, start then with thirty-nine? Love to. Thank you, Lemoyne. The relinquishment of attack. We have used many words as synonymous, which are not ordinarily regarded as the same. We began with having and being, and more recently have used others. Hearing and being are examples, to which we can also add teaching and being, learning and being, and above all, projecting and being. This is because... As we have said before, every idea 
begins in the mind of the thinker and extends outward. Therefore, what extends from the mind is still in it, and from what it extends, it knows itself. That is its natural talent. The word, quote, knows, unquote, is correct here. Even though the ego does not know and is not concerned with being at all. Thank you, Judy. And Robin Marie, would you read 40, please? Loves you. The Holy Spirit still holds knowledge safe through his impartial perception. By attacking nothing, he presents no barrier at all to the communication of God. Thus, being is never threatened. Your godlike mind can never be defiled. The ego never was and never will be part of it. But through the ego, you can hear and teach and learn what is not true. From this, which you have made, you have taught yourself to believe that you are not what you are. You cannot teach what you have not learned. And what you teach, you strengthen in yourself because you are sharing it. Every lesson you teach, you are learning. Thank you, Robin Murray. And uh, I return to this. Is there a new reader who would like to Continue with paragraph 41. New reader for 41. This is Sandra. I can read. Okay. Thank you, Sandra. 41. That is why you must teach only one lesson. If you are to be conflict-free yourselves, you must learn only from the Holy Spirit and teach only by Him. You are only love, but when you denied this, you made what you are something you must learn. We said before that the message of the crucifixion was, teach only love, for that is what you are. This is the one lesson which is perfectly unified because it is the only lesson which is one. Only by teaching it can you learn it. As you teach, so will you learn. If that is true, and it is indeed, you must never forget that what you teach is teaching you. What you project you believe. Thank you, Sandra. And uh, let's see. Is there another new reader who would like to read 42? All right. Well, uh, back to you, Lori. What you project, you believe. 
of 42, the only real safety lies in projecting only the Holy Spirit because as you see his gentleness in others, your own mind perceives itself as totally harmless. Once it can accept this fully, it does not see the need to protect itself. The protection of God then dawns upon it, assuring it that it is perfectly safe forever, perfectly safe or wholly benign. They bless because they know they are blessed. Without anxiety, the mind is wholly kind, and because it projects beneficence, it is beneficent. Thank you, Lori. And Charles? Thank you. Without anxiety, the mind is wholly kind. And because it projects beneficence, it is benefit, beneficent. Safety is the complete relinquishment of attack. No compromise is possible in this. Teach attack in any form and you have learned it, and it will hurt you. Your learning is not immortal, and you can unlearn it by not teaching it. Since you cannot teach, your salvation lies in teaching the exact opposite of everything the ego believes. This is how you will learn the truth that will set you free and keep you so as others learn it of you. The only way to have peace is to teach peace. By learning it through projection, it becomes part of what you know because you cannot teach what you have dissociated. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, thank you, Charles. And Karen, would you conclude with 44, starting a little ways back in 43? Sure. The only way to have peace is to teach peace. By learning it through projection, it becomes a part of what you know, because you cannot teach what you have dissociated. Only thus, can you win back the knowledge that you threw away? An idea which you share, you must have. It awakens in you through the conviction of teaching. Remember, remember that if teaching is being and learning is being, then teaching is learning. Everything you teach, you are learning. Teach only love and love, teach only love and learn that love is yours and you are love. Thank you, Karen. And, uh, yeah, we've got a few minutes before the top of the hour so I can repeat the request here for a volunteer to lead the lesson. And uh, otherwise, open the floor for a short while. I'll leave the lesson for more. Well, thank you, Harrison. 
Morning, this is Charles here. That really touched me this morning when we were reading the idea of being vulnerable and defenseless before my brother who stands before me and my sister and opening myself up to the love that we share together as one. Knowing that the spirit within me connects with the voice of truth within them. And what arises in me, I share with them, and they reflect it back to me. And together we're strengthened together. What truly is a blessing to be here to share this with you all and to learn from you as well. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Mm. Thank you, Charles. Thank you as well. Thanks, Charles. I agree completely. Thanks, Charles. This is Harrison. I remember being introduced to the course uh, through uh, Jerry Jampowski's book, Love is Letting Go of Fear. Uh, Before that, I had no idea that of course, in miracles existed. This was in 1980. And um, it sort of planted the seed. And uh, I thought that I really wanted to find uh, what is referenced in that little book, of course, and miracles. To that point, I've never heard of it. Probably most people have neither. But one of the ideas that he used from the course was Teach only love, for that is what you are. And that idea has remained for, what are we talking, 40 years now. Teach only love, for that is what you are. And the corollary to that for me is whatever I teach is what I am. And I teach it by believing it and projecting it on myself and others and unto the world. 
if I believe that I am love and only love and nothing else, then that's what I will project. Listening to Jesus and the Holy Spirit constantly reminding me very gently of who I am, then by hearing that, and embracing the truth of who I am, that is what I will project. And that's what others will perceive. Mm, yes. I'm complete. Mm, thank you, Harrison. That is so true. Thank you, Harrison. That was a gift. Mm. I felt the trueness in that. Thank you, Harrison. Mm. Well, thank you. When you brought, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead. You know, when when Harrison brought up uh, Jerry Jampolsky. I remember when his course came out, came uh, Attitudinal Awareness Course. And I started teaching that here in my town. That was my first awakening to the actual teaching aspect of what teaching did for me. Um, But then I still had a lot of interferences inside me. And so my teaching was mixed with a lot of things that I haven't worked on yet. But that was my first experience of truly opening up to the idea of teaching something, even though I was still on on the way of clearing a lot of blocks. But I think opening up made that available for me to do more work. So I really truly give thanks to Jerry and his work and his his love for humanity and his joy in sharing. Thank you, Harrison, for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thanks, Charles. Thank you, Charles. It's a gift. Well, it seems a great lead-in for the lesson. You seem warmed up. Would you go ahead now with the lesson? I hear some? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Today's lesson, lesson 67. Love 
created me like itself. Today's idea is a complete and accurate statement of what you are. That bears repeating. Today's idea, love created me like itself, is a complete and accurate statement of what you are. This is why you are the light of the world. This is why God appointed you as the Savior of the world. This is why the Son of God looks to you for his salvation. He is saved by what you are. We will make every effort today to reach this truth about you and to realize fully, if only for a moment, that it is the truth. Love created me like itself. In the longer practice period for today, we will think about your reality and its wholly unchanged nature. We will begin by repeating this truth and then spend a few minutes in adding some relevant thoughts. Holiness created me holy. Kindness created me kind. Helpfulness created me helpful. Perfection created me perfect. Any attribute which is in accordance with God as he defines himself is appropriate. We're trying today to undo your definition of God and replace it with his own. We're also trying to emphasize that you are part of his definition of himself. Let's take a few minutes to allow the idea to become a part of our thought system. Love created me like itself. About two minutes.
Thank you, Harrison. Okay. Thank you, dear one. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. And thanks, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. This is Ida. And I just wanted to say that I found the course in that you did to the exact same book that you mentioned by Jerry Genfall passed away several years ago, but of course no one ever really died. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Sweet. Thank you, Ida. Good morning, Ida. Good morning, good morning. I'd just like to share something that I witnessed this morning on, you might call Instagram. A daughter of mine shared a photo, and she was showing off a new gown that she she made from hand. She's quite articulate in her craft, but her eyes lit up, her smile lit up, her joy lit up, and I had to respond say that uh, the dress is beautiful but with the light of your love it shines through and the joy of your sharing you know the richness of it made everything so beautiful and I thanked her for being as God created her in the light of his love and uh, though she might be a, a daughter of mine she's Foremost, always God's daughter, whom is her true father. And me and her have had that discussion. She understands fully about Christ's love and God's love. And she amplifies it in such a beautiful way to all her children as well and to her neighborhood and family. Thank you. Sounds like you've been a great teacher, Charles. Ah, actually, this daughter and me, we have never met. So the teacher was the Holy Spirit. But now we have met. Truly, our bonding is complete. Someday it'll all be known. But until then, the miracle of Christ's love and God's love brought us together once again. She found me love, for that is what you are. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you, Charles. 
Thank you, Charles. Your daughter sounded so sweet that I wanted to get information about her to match her up with one of my sons. <laughs> oh, she's got I'm three lovely children of her own. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. She got three lovely children of her own. Beautiful pictures. Oh. And they all shine the light of her mother. Her oh. mother's love shines through all of them. And a beautiful husband caring for her. In a community that she loves to do craft work with. It's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. Thank you. Hi, good morning, guys. I am um, just really full, full of joy and, and peace and, and love and light this morning. And, and starting early the way I always do, I... I had a really strong, strong um, feeling about um, the lesson, and you know, in, in the the simple, the simplicity of what what's being taught in the text today. <clears throat> that love created me like itself. Love created us like itself. That we are one son is a complete and accurate statement of what we are in our totality as the one Son of God. And, you know, talk to Jesus like he's my friend and God like he's my friend. And I, and I say, I always say, you know, make perfect to me what is perfect within me and um, remind me. I join in with you brother jesus as as um and and asking our father to remind us of his love for us and our love for for you and um how that is our our oneness and our completion and um you know that the text speaks of things in different ways of things that are in the lesson are changeless Reality. It's just to think about our changeless reality, and um, that is that we are purely mind, and it's um, in the service of the Holy Spirit. This is how we learn to know the truth of who and what we are as um, the being, being the one Son of God. And that word being, 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 it's, it's formless and it's, and it's um, you know, ungraspable. And we can't make an image of it um, or a concept even out of it. It's, it's being, what is beingness? And I was contemplating, um, you know, the, the ego's, ego ego's mind's preoccupation with making false images of ourselves, making ourselves into something, an object of matter, and, and, and the world and everyone else is outside of each individual mini-me, and um, how that is bearing false witness through the eyes of perception, that perception is deception, that we believe in these false images of ourselves and um, 
So to let go of all our past images, like it says in the lesson, and preconceived ideas about who and what we think we are. You know, that the, the ego, I was thinking, and this is one strong thought I had this morning, that the ego really wants me to hang on to the cross. It doesn't want me to, to rise and ascend in the resurrection of Jesus, my brother, the Christ within me, that the Christ has come to me and said, I have overcome the world, all this image-making, all this belief in sin and guilt and attack and, and defense, and let it all go. Simply let it all go. Forget it. Surrender. Relinquish it. They're all meaningless ideas in a mind that <laughs> could think it was something other than being a, a being of love, that a being being of love is in love with being in love, and that's an accurate and complete statement of itself. And that's all there is. Simple, one lesson. I'm a being being in love with love being itself, and it's all in all in everything as everything. And, you know, I... <laughs> I was. I got up to have my granola and my and my yogurt, and I'm like, I'm being in love with raisins, and I'm being in love with my my mug that says "Choose Joy" on it. I'm being in love with my spoon and and washing my hands with the being in love with the soap, and you know, it was like love was omnipresent and omnipotent and omniscient, just all powerful all-present and all-knowing itself as itself. And, um, you know, that the ego feels safe and it wants to hold on to that crucifixion, crucifying Judy for the image she made of herself. What could I crucify if I was a being, an invisible being, awareness of my being, one with everything? Who can touch that? Who can change that? Who can alter that? And um, in thinking more and more about my reality, I became more and more in love with myself, my true self, and my natural factory settings. I'm filled with joy today. I love mm. you all. Thank you for being here. <laughs> there, is, there is great love for you, Judy. Thank you so much. You are Thank a you. lover, plain and simple. <laughs> I'm loving it. I am loving it. Wow. seems to be, this is Charles here, in wholeness. And what Judy just emphasized there, the wholeness of her own being, being wholly loving and wholly lovable. You know, when true forgiveness arises within, it just elights us with this true blessing 
and sharing that comes from a holy, loving, and holy, lovable being. We're truly blessed to give witness to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. And Lori, I'm so glad that when we reread it, you read that paragraph about bene- beneficence, and because I, I always associate that with you giving blessings. I, I'm privileged. You always say I. I am privileged <laughs> to bless with what I've been blessed with. And that's how I think of you, Lori. Thank you. I'm complete. Oh, that's just sweeter than sweet. Mm, yeah. Judy. I was on mute. Um, Judy, I just wanted to say that I just uh, love the way you bubble over with joy. Um, You start out kind of being a little bit, you know, just a little bit above, a little bit even, but a little above, and then suddenly it's just (laughs) bubbling out, and I just love catching that. It really uh, adds that effervescence to our call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Boy, I can echo that. Hearing, hearing, and sharing. It's infectious. Laughter is so infectious. It's music, music to my soul. Happiness and joy, limitless release from the fear of being hurt or thinking that I can hurt because I suffer from that thought, that belief just as much that I've hurt somebody or that somebody's going to hurt me, being relieved of those um, false beliefs um, by by identifying with what's destructible, by identifying with the body and the sensitivities of the body that opens the mind to such magnitude and grace and peace and wisdom that's not of ourselves alone that's one thing that this morning I got in my meditation that was really powerful that I cannot judge myself alone Um, I judge myself sometimes by comparing myself to others and their capacity to love God which is I, I perceive as being greater than mine and that I'm somehow failing in that or less than in that or that my devotion or my my earnestness or my diligence is less than by comparison to others. And, you know, that we can't do that because we aren't separate. We can't judge ourselves in any way in our thinking that we're separate because we aren't separate. And it's wrong and it's meaningless to do that, that we can only judge ourselves by the strengths 
and joy and love that we find in each other and share and strengthen in one, one another through each other by sharing. We cannot judge ourselves alone. We are never alone, ever. Powerful stuff. I'm so grateful, so grateful to you all because you are strong and beautiful to me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Judy. Amen. Beautiful, Judy. Thank you. Your honesty and courage is, and wisdom is like a spring rain, very refreshing, very enlivening. I really appreciate the sense of love that you have for us and for yourself. Thank you. Good morning, it's Kristen. Is this clear? Okay. Um, yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Thank you. I'm not driving and I'm on the phone, so we're good. Um, I just want to thank Charles for, for one, just being himself, but for two, being a shining example like everyone has been acknowledging, but what I'm, my, my perspective on it is the conversation, when he's giving us that feedback of, like, it's very courageous and you're full of love, as if he's talking to himself because he is, which is what the person who was speaking before, I'm sorry, can't catch everybody's voice, was saying, and I just am saying it out loud to acknowledge it in my presence, in my little bubble, that my attempt to reach myself is through my communication with others. So I appreciate Charles' example in doing that and seeing and acknowledging and recognizing what is coming from the other person but is truly coming from ourselves. So thank you. Thank you, dear one. I truly open and receive what you share. And I echo that back to you. Thank you. Mm, we thank you, Kristen. Ditto. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Christian. This is Ida. Um, yes. Some of us, you know, I'll make the judgment of saying some of us can speak about it better than others, but but all of us are one, and because of who we are in God, we have all of those qualities Um Equally, it's just in the course to share everything, all those things equally. Thanks. Thank you, Ida. Much appreciated. Thank you, Ida. I think the text makes that clear today that the Holy Spirit impartiality and 
um, seeing only the equal love of God in each and every one of us um, is the perfection and truth that he sees in each and every one of us, that none of us are lacking in any of these qualities. It's just finding, through people like Charles, the encouragement to, to share it openly, to be a fool for love, and not to be embarrassed or um, afraid of love. And that's, that's the greatest fear, to be afraid to show that I, I'm in love with being in love because I may appear to be a fool. <laughs> uh, amen. <laughs> to be a fool for love what a blessing thank you Thank you, Judy. Um, good morning to Karen. A couple of thoughts. You said you were in love with being in love. Um, that brought me back to yesterday's lesson. Happiness and my function are one. Both are given to me by God. Um, I was thinking my function, my function is the light of the world. My function is forgiveness. My function is to extend the divine which I'm receiving constantly. And in that place, and I don't know if I'm repeating myself from yesterday, but it felt like it was such a strong theme throughout the day's practice yesterday that it even got bigger and bigger as the day went by. So I'm going back to it. Um, it just felt like whenever I'd go in, and I did it like every 30 minutes, I would feel the Holy Spirit upon me. I would feel the light. And there is no greater joy. Just like what you said, Judy, I'm in love with being in love. There is no greater joy than feeling, no greater happiness than feeling the divine, feeling the connection and oneness with the divine, with my source, with the truth of what I am. There's no greater, that's the greatest happiness there is. And I can only feel that when I'm, when I am fulfilling my function. You know, I can't feel the Holy Spirit when I'm um, distracted in the world. I have to be in that place where I'm receptive, and I'm extending, and where I am peaceful, or I am. Um, Attuned and aligned to that one place which we read about yesterday. You know, the Holy Spirit is fixed on God. The eternal fixation of the Holy Spirit and the one voice, that one beam of light. When I touch that place and I really know and experience the truth of what I am, there is no greater happiness. That's the happiness that's beyond um, the understanding of this world. So today, love created me like itself. Love created me like itself. Um, love extended itself. So from yesterday's reading, 
uh, it just seemed more perfect to go back to this. It said, God created you as part of him. That is both where you are and what you are. It is completely unalterable. It is total inclusion. You cannot change it now or ever. It is forever true. It is not a belief, but a fact. Love created me like itself. God created his sons by extending his thought and retaining the extensions of his thought in his mind. All his thoughts are thus perfectly united within themselves and with each other. Holy Spirit enables you to perceive this wholeness now. Um, so love created me like itself. That's the truth. It's the truth, unalterable, unchangeable. It's a fact. That's what I am. Love created me like itself. If I can't perceive it because I'm so clouded or, um, yeah, overshadowed by falsehood of my ego, it doesn't matter even at at the end of the day because I trust the Holy Spirit. I know it to be true. And when I can't feel it, I have to remind myself that I taught myself what my feelings are. My ego taught me what my feelings are. What do I know about what my feelings are? You know, my my feelings are a work in progress. I might be feeling the purification, and it may feel like um, dullness, but that doesn't change the truth of what I am. I am the extension of God. Love created me like itself. I'm a thought in the mind of God. It's like this big sea of love. And that's all God is. And in that sea, we are all one together. Where it says, um, total inclusion. God created his sons by extending his thought and retaining the extension of his thought in his mind. And then from today's reading, it said, you have taught yourself to believe that you are not what you are. Teach only by him. Learn only from the Holy Spirit and teach only by him. You are only love. You are only love. And only by teaching it can you learn it. But I can't. I can't um, make love some narrow thing, you know, a warm and fuzzy feeling. I can't make love that. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is purifying me. Sometimes my brothers, and, and this was another thing I just wanted to say. We um, read a few days ago about appreciation. God doesn't need our appreciation, but we need to cultivate appreciation. We need to turn our minds into appreciative beings appreciating all the times not not just god but our brothers and sometimes our brothers are a catalyst for our purification either we see in them what we project down them that we don't like about ourselves or sometimes we see in them um something we haven't healed something we really haven't had the courage to look at or some feelings that we haven't moved out and through us we haven't processed them so if i'm irritated by someone it's not about them at all and it's not something i need to judge it's something i need to open to allow the holy spirit to purify um somebody's not muted 
um, it's okay. I don't mind, but, you know, I think, uh, anyway. Um, it's just, it's just, uh, yeah, I get so derailed <laughs> when I hear other people. But anyway, um, learn only from the Holy Spirit and teach only by him, for you are only love. And my ego love means, and that is not love. So I think I said enough, and thank you so much for letting me share I'm complete. Oh, that was mm. really, really marvelous, Karen. Beautiful, Karen. What come to me while you were sharing is your art, uh, a work of art in progress in the tapestry of life. And as the art is progressing, it adds to the tapestry of all our lives. And it's a short, truly joy to hear you share. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Karen. All I, all I could think of when you were sharing was Unity, unity, the unity of oneness and the joy and the grace that comes from being aware, aware and aware being in the beingness of that awareness. And that's, it's, it's prior to seeing the differences and um, the comparisons that the ego mind always is doing, judging and interpreting. And um, that's why I brought up that um, the ego, you know, is fear. And it's always doing that, comparing and competing and, and judging. And, um, you know, that it, 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 it wants to hold on to, to crucifying, that, that judging and condemning and accusing um, and hanging, punishing on a cross, that there's something wrong here. And letting go of all those kinds of, of thoughts for me is um, letting go of my ego because my ego doesn't know who and what I am. It can't know because it's in opposition to myself as God created me. It's separation itself. And... Um, to be in unicity in that state of grace. So um, thank you so much for your share. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, dear Judy. Good morning, everyone. Oh, this is Lori. And um, I'm so grateful for this section today and for this lesson today. And so many thoughts came to me while I was reading it this morning and thinking about the lesson. And, and some really powerful associations came to mind. Um, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just touch on a few. As I heard it read here together, as we did it twice, three times really, uh, different voices, different paragraphs, but all the same message, it occurred to me 
that this teaching is, uh, you could say, in the time of Christ, uh, a modern day, a modern day teaching of the Sermon on the Mount. For example, just a few phrases. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall seek God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Just a few lines from that teaching that at that time, the world believing so much in the rule of law, the rule of right and wrong, and and um, God being somewhere else must have seemed so strange and yet powerful. This teaching today is no less powerful than that. And if I apply it to my life and every situation I find myself, I will discover how to see God, how to be filled, how to be comforted, how to know the kingdom of heaven is you. Powerful, powerful, powerful teaching. The other thing I thought about is, later on we'll talk about, there was a random stranger (laughs) who wandered into the home of truth and who will wander off again this thing that I believed I was, I was so in error. And I will tell you frankly, before I came to this call, I felt dead in spirit. I honestly did for a long time before that. That's why this section and this lesson are powerful. He says, you made something you are, something you must learn. You made some you made what you are something must you must learn all on account of this random stranger who wandered in and will wander off again and what he says about that random stranger is he came without a purpose this random stranger came without a purpose and he will wander off again this lesson of this teaching shows me how to reclaim my home of truth. And it turns out that my home of truth includes all creation, everything, all of it, holy still in the mind of God. If I want to remember that, and I do, I need to remember my purpose. Purpose unifies. Remember, when I felt so dead for years I had two prayers restore unto me the joy of my salvation and the second was take your dart of longing love take your dart of longing love and aim it straight into the heart of God it turns out it turns out that this heart of God belongs to self and who am I But capital S self, I'm not a random stranger. (laughs) 
this random stranger wandered into the home of truth we are the home of truth the capital self that we share and if I want to remember that I'll remember um, to project from my heart eyes let my heart eyes see let my heart eyes hear I used my mind wrongly making what I am something I had to learn and this is the way this is the way I learn I am blessed I learn I'm merciful I learn I am the kingdom of heaven that the kingdom of God is within me that I'm merciful beneficent and kind I am reality and so is everything this teaching and this lesson is the basis of the resolution of the dream in chapter 24 he talks about the resolution of the dream he says Christ in you is very still it's very quiet and when I learned to listen to that voice the Holy Spirit my right mind who holds all my knowledge save for me who is like a giant mailbox full of love letters that I wrote to myself before I came here when I learned to listen to that voice and that voice only I discover I am blessed and I'm humble I'm humble I'm not going around telling everything what it is like the random stranger I'm listening to what everything is I'm asking what everything is and to me that's humility when I learn not to tell anybody what they are but to listen to what they are now I understand what he means when he says behold your brother who is your Savior and this is why I don't feel dead anymore and it turns out that can't be done it's impossible to remember that God is here and God is now in this place and in this time unless I recognize him in you my saviors <laughs> what a gift we are to each other he says you'll never know your brother unless you remember he is co-creator with you this is a giant relationship all of it is a giant relationship that we established and our sole desire is to remember the truth of that to celebrate it to play with it to use experiences to expand to understand that everything I'm afraid of is another opportunity for me to expand and remember who I am and that adventure this adventure this this environment in which we can play and discover the power of intent power of intent teach only love for that is what you are that power of intent brings meaning and purpose and reality to every experience so that I can experience it as my very own completion he saw you were incomplete and so he offered you completion 
in every hand you hold, in every brother with whom you walk to God. There is no journey but to walk with him, and that is the purpose of all of this, to play with it and to discover that as I remember who I am, I expand and we expand the love of God in this universe whose only intent is to expand itself. Again, without each other, we can't do this. And so I have every every reason to be so, 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 so grateful. And remember the truth of Lesson 298, I love you, my Father, and I love your Son. My gratitude permits my love to be accepted without fear. I'm complete. Beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Awesome. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. I am so glad that was recorded, Lori. Thank you so much. From all of us, thank you. Hi. Um, when you used the word expand and expand, and Karen, with your share, you said extend and extend, and that word appreciation came into the billboard of my mind, and and to appreciate means to increase in value, and just that. I am complete. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. I'm thinking we can rock each other's world, huh? <laughs> Very great. Mm. I guess that's what we're here for, eh? To help rock each other's world. <laughs> no time or space in that. <laughs> <clears throat> Hey, you know what, um, Lemoyne, can I just say, um, before we end the recording, uh, I came upon another John Rodell poem yesterday uh, by accident, but it was such a perfect accident that um, if this time, oh gee whiz, I'd just love everybody to hear it. Um, so I want to offer that to close when, it, when the time comes, okay? Uh, I'm complete. <laughs> Sure, Lori. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, this is morning. This is Amy. I just came in a little bit ago. I'm wondering who was it who said, I just want to get this one right, love has created like itself. I'd, could someone say it who, who said it before so that I get it right? I just love that sentence. Um, I'm not sure if you 
which specific person you're talking about that is the lesson for the day. Love created me like itself. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. Holiness created me holy. Kindness created me kind. Happiness created me happy. Patience created me patient. <laughs> whatever, whatever works in there. <laughs> and I guess the question that I, I have, because I'm not as advanced as many of you um, right now. Um, when we are hurt or feel betrayed, how how is the holy and loving way to deal with that? Well, I, first I want to say I, I don't know that we're advanced. I think we may have regret in the <laughs> early in the <laughs> reinterpretation of defenses, I think we may have regressed in the proper sense, perhaps, <laughs> towards, uh, you know, what we really are. Um, I think, and I think that is what the lesson points out about how to how to get somewhere different in the cycle of reaction is, uh, you know, uh, I'll read paragraph six. You may find it necessary to repeat the idea for today, love created me like itself, from time to time to replace distracting thoughts. You may also find that this is not sufficient and you need to continue adding other thoughts related to the truth about yourself. Um, so I, I think this is the, uh, this is the technique in both the reading and the lesson is to remember that, you know, love created us like itself and we created fear and we can return back to the original purpose for being here in unity and relationship with the recognition of what we are, which brings with it the recognition of where we are. So, um, thank you. And That's the purpose, thank you. the purpose is to succeed in going past all the stuff we made up about ourselves through the interval of thoughtlessness to the awareness of a blazing light in which you recognize yourself as love created you. But in your practice, be confident that you will do much today to bring that awareness nearer, whether you feel you have succeeded or not. <laughs> mm. So, help the practice as often as you can on this. I think it's the point there. Mm. Anyway, I'm complete. Thank you, Amy. Thank Glad you. you're here. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. If I can share one more thing, Amy, while you were sharing and Lemoyne was sharing, there were brought to me a verse in mine that says, uh, 
Let me let my broken heart and my contrite contrite spirit come unto thee, O Lord. And with an open heart I bear open my soul that you may restore it with the understanding of your loving kindness and bring my heart close again as you would have me be. So we enter our experience with a broken heart and a contrite spirit only to be lifted up by the Father's love and share in his understanding and let go of our understanding of how that is so. So thank you, Emma, for bringing that up for me. I appreciate thank that. You. Thank you from the bottom of my broken heart. <laughs> thank you. Mm, what a blessing. Thank you. It was beautiful, Charles. Thank you, Amy. Again, I would like to repeat Jesus telling us, I have overcome the world, so in your trials and tribulations, be of good cheer, for I am with you and go with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thanks, Jude. Well, Lori, um, you offered, so I'm asking, would you bring forth a poem? Oh, God, I would just, I would love to. Um, I'll start with just one thing I forgot to say when when I was sharing, and that is the other thing about this section and this lesson is that it highlights something really, really, really important to me. Before I came to the Course in Miracles, I was on a self-improvement adventure. Probably we all were, because we knew what we were doing wasn't working. This is different. Because of the Holy Spirit, what we're doing now is a self-discovery adventure. And I think it's really important to keep that difference in mind. Because I'm not trying to improve upon what I thought I was. I'm trying to discover what I really am. And in that light, this poem is really beautiful. He starts out by saying he had a dream. And he says, a little bit of my heart shows up in my dreams to tell me the secrets of this world. 
couple of nights ago, it whispered under my rim-rolling eyelids a master class in the nature of the human heart. And here's what it taught me. There are three things you should know about your heart. One, every night while you sleep, the tiniest of angels sneaks in through the gap under your bedroom door, gives your heart a fresh coat of paint that you should never let dry. You see, we all have different colored hearts. Some of us have forest green hearts. Some of us have bright yellow hearts. Some people have royal blue hearts. We are all a kaleidoscope of creation and empathy. Two, the color of your heart can change whenever it needs to. Recently, my heart has been painted burning orange like the Gulf Coast sunset. A couple of weeks ago, it was white and purple. You don't have to tell me what shade the angels painted your heart today. The hue of your heart is your business. Maybe today it's pink or red or white or even black. There is no single right or wrong color for your heart. It is whatever it needs to be. Three, the paint on our hearts isn't ever meant to dry. We're supposed to get its color over everyone we contact during the day. That's why a new coat is applied each night while we sleep. We're meant to smudge each other with our own tincture of angel paint. Our hearts were given to us to be a diamond in a case. They aren't meant to be locked up. Our hearts were gifted to us so that we could share them with the world. And the more we share our hearts, and the more that we let people touch our hearts, and the more we allow others to hold our hearts, the more of our heart paint we get on one another throughout the day so that by the time we go to sleep at night, our hearts are just a wet, sloppy mess. And we are all covered in a swirl of each other's color. Life isn't supposed to be orderly or neat. It's meant to be a total mess of wet paint and streaks and blurs and blobs. My love, if at night you go to sleep with clean hands and a dry heart, you're doing something wrong. Your heart is the brush. This universe is a canvas. Paint every last inch of it. Amen. Mm. Amen. So beautiful. So beautiful. Amen. Thank you. Yes. That one was for you. What a gift. Huh? It's a big yeah. gift. <laughs> awesome. Oh, you never fail, Lori. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. That's not me, you guys. Um, all things are echoes of the voice for God, huh? <laughs> That's how I see it. Anyway, thank you all. Thank you. Do- thank you for a great thank- call. What a- this is great. Thank you, dear one. Thank you. Thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much. 
I can't help but think of Robin Marie and maybe she's pulled out the finger paint. <laughs> <laughs> what a job she has. Huh? Jesus, that's so great. Oh, well, thank you all for being here. And this ends the recorded portion, but we <laughs> do go on smudging each other. So... Thanks again.